Hi, welcome to North of 48. Today is October the 5th, soon to be October the 6th, and it's 5 degrees Celsius. Ooh, getting cold, getting cold out there. Hope you're keeping warm. Winter's coming. I got most of my garden out. Still got some carrots in the ground, though. Some onions. Got to get them out. I was fortunate to be a part of a Zoom presentation last Friday on um, residential schools. And we screened the, the film or do, film documentary, We Were Children. And you can get that on CBC Online or through Amazon, rent it. But, or from the National Film Board, especially if you would like to buy it and, and help the National Film Board operate. Um, it's a very powerful movie that was developed in 2012, filmed. And right after that, we had Diane Parent on, who's part of the Tackle Nation. And she had a question and answer session because her mother was in the residential school. In Canada especially, we're, we're going through this realization that the government, and I guess the people as a consequence, did not treat the indigenous people well. The indigenous parents thought their kids were getting good schooling and, and would learn the white man or society's way and still be a part of the tribe. That did not happen. There's a multi-generation of lost children because of the indecencies they were exposed to. So just let me give you a quick overview of the Indian residential school system. The goal of Indian residential schools was to assimilate Indians into society. The Canadian government operated these schools in partnership with the Anglican, Catholic, Methodist, and Presbyterian churches, among others. The Canadian government was financially responsible for these Indian residential schools, and they operated in all Canadian provinces and territories except for Prince Edward Island, New Brunswick, and Newfoundland. The schools operated in Canada between the 1870s and the 1990s. The last Indian residential school closed in 1996. And children between the ages of 4 to 16 attended Indian residential school. It is estimated that over 150,000 Indian, Inuit, and Métis children attended Indian residential school. If you get a chance to see We Were the Children, I suggest you do so. It is, it's quite eye-opening, and we had some people, they couldn't bear to watch it. Before residential schools existed, industrial schools existed both on and off the reserve. They were a form of manual labor school. Eventually, this model was phased out in favor of the residential school model. 
In some cases, children lived at this residential school year-round. The student's time was divided between academic learning, religious prayer, and tasks. I'd like to talk a little bit more about this and about Orange Shirt Day after the break. give you the short version of the story of Orange Shirt Day and I advise you to go to orangeshirtday.org and you can see the full picture of Orange Shirt Day and some videos on it and there's some real powerful stuff about the residential schools on that website. Now Orange Shirt Day is commemorated on September 30th in, in Canada and around the world. It's a legacy of the St. Joseph Mission Residential School, 1891 to 1981. It's a project and reunion events that took place in Williams Lake, BC, in Canada in May of 2013. This project was the vision of Eschatemic Chief Robbins, who was a former student himself, it brought together former students and their families. I'm really going to butcher these names, so forgive me. Sequa Pimic, Shilgotten, Southern Dakak, and St. Aimac nations, along with the Caribou Regional District, the mayors and municipalities, school districts, and civic organizations in the Caribou region. These events were designed to commemorate the residential school experience to witness and honor the healing journey of the survivors and their families, and to commit to the ongoing process of reconciliation. Chief Justice Murray Sinclair challenged all of the participants to keep the reconciliation process alive as a result of the realization that every former student had similar stories. Orange Shirt Day is a legacy of this project. A spokesman for the reunion group leading up to the events, former student Phyllis Jack Webstad told her story of her first day at residential school when her shiny new orange shirt bought by her grandmother was taken from her as a six-year-old girl. The annual Orange Shirt Day on September 30th opens the door to global conversation on all aspects of residential schools. It is an opportunity to create meaningful discussion about the effects of residential schools and the legacy they have left behind. A discussion all Canadians can tune into and create bridges with each other for reconciliation. A day for survivors to be reaffirmed that they matter and so do those that have been affected. Every child matters, even if they are an adult from now on. September 30th was chosen because it is the time of year in which children were taken from their homes to residential schools and because it's an opportunity to set the stage for anti-racism 
and anti-bullying policies for the coming school year. It's an opportunity for First Nations, local governments, schools and communities to come together in the spirit of reconciliation and hope for generations of children to come. It all started right in the Caribou and as a result school district number 27 was chosen by the First Nations Education Steering Committee to pilot curriculum changes for all grade 5 and grade 10 students reflecting the residential school experience which have now been implemented province-wide. Resolutions have been passed in support of Orange Shirt Day by local governments, school districts and First Nations in the Caribou and beyond. The AFN Chiefs and Council passed a resolution declaring Orange Shirt Day a first step in reconciliation and pledging to bring the message home as well as to the Government of Canada and the churches responsible. Several provincial governments have proclaimed Orange Shirt Day and in March of 2019 the Government of Canada passed a bill designating September 30th National Truth and Reconciliation Day. Unfortunately, that bill died in the Senate. On this day of September 30th, we call upon all humanity to listen with open ears to the stories of survivors and their families and to remember those that didn't make it. So, uh, Prime Minister Trudeau actually did make it a law this year that September 30th would be Truth and Reconciliation Day. However, the founder of Orange Shirt Day, and remember this is a global-wide event, was not particularly impressed. Because we have Indigenous Day in Canada in June, and perhaps the holiday should have been done then instead of Orange Shirt Day being muddled. Sorry, Orange Shirt Day by itself is a symbol around the world. But perhaps it's not a bad thing to still call it Truth and Reconciliation Day as well. But on that September 30th, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau was in Tofino, British Columbia. He was given lots of opportunities to uh, attend an event, an Orange Shirt Day, but he decided to skip the public events. National Chief Roseanne Archibald told, told uh, newspapers, the Prime Minister's decision to skip public events was very hurtful for survivors and intergenerational trauma survivors. She later put out a statement asking media outlets to give as much time to survivor stories as they do to Trudeau's absence on September 30th. Susan Delacourt, who writes in the Star, that Trudeau and his team may have messed up because they are worn out. It's entirely possible that this is an error born of exhaustion. Trudeau and his senior staff have been going flat out for two months on the road during the election campaign, which Trudeau called and he got another minority government, so half a million dollars gone 
for nothing. He did take his family to Tofino. He did go swimming. And he declined to go to any Orange Shirt Day events. His itinerary for that day showed him being in Ottawa in meetings. At the very, very least, it's a slap in the face because he could have well attended one or two events that day. But perhaps he didn't want to make it about him. He wanted to make it about Orange Shirt Day. Which is now called Truth and Reconciliation. See, the way I view it, our mission on here is to protect the kids, the women, and the good men of this world. These residential schools caused a lot of hardship. And there's, if you see the, see the documentary, We Were Children, you will understand my point of view, where I'm coming from. Kind of shakes you to your core, knowing that a people could do that to another people who are actually the same people as you. You're all one nation. And it's a hardship. In the, in, in the meantime, the Catholic Church has been blamed for the priests do, doing damage to these children. At the same time, the Canadian government during this time did not give enough money to finance proper food for the children in these schools. And the mission was to take the Indian out of the child. And as far as the priests were concerned, they would teach them how to pray and who to pray to. The kids actually became prey. A lot of the, the, the native women and men who are Catholics, you won't find much them blaming the, the church all that much but the people in the church which is strange considering all the hardship they've been through but perhaps they're better Christians than the people who are trying to teach them out of the BBC news comes a report that 216,000 children mostly boys were abused by clergy in the French Catholic Church since 1950. The head of the inquiry into this said there was at least 2,900 to 3,200 abusers and accused the church of showing a cruel indifference towards the victims. Pope Francis felt pain on hearing about the inquiry's finding, a Vatican statement said. One of those abused said it was time the church reassessed its actions. Francois DeVoe, who was also the founder of the Victims Association, La Parole Liberie, 
freed speech, said there has been a betrayal of trust, betrayal of morale, betrayal of children. The inquiry into this found the number of children abused in France could rise to 330,000 children when taking into account abuses committed by the lay members of the church, such as teachers at Catholic schools. Mr. DeVoe remarked that it's a turning point in France's history. You have finally given institutional recognition to victims of all the church's responsibility, something that bishops and the Pope have not yet been prepared to do. According to the Vatican statement, the Pope learnt about the report after he met visiting French bishops in the last few days. His first thoughts are for the victims with a deep sadness for their wounds and gratitude for their courage in coming forward. His thoughts also turn to the church in France and that in recognizing these terrible events and uni united by the suffering of the Lord for his most vulnerable children, he can take the path of redemption. I'm starting to see a pattern here. If you're not, I'm pretty sure I don't have to connect the dots to you. I think the Pope is going to go to France and apologize, and he might as well come up to Canada and apologize to the residential school children who face the same kind of abuse. Once again, we've shown that we do incredible bad things to the most innocent. I think in a world where we have to protect the innocence of children, where we have to teach and guide them, seems in some cases we've done a really piss poor job. These children in France, these children in Canada, now in the United States they're searching and x-raying the ground for bodies of indigenous children. May these people find peace and may us as a society, since we're all in the society, come to truth and reconciliation and work our way through it. I've had friends who said, well, I didn't do it. I wasn't born then. Ah, oh, that's not the point. The point is, it was done. You are part of the country. You are part of society. Our fathers before us or the government people before us. We have to show that we're better and more wiser than the people who did these abuses. Hope next year on September 30th, you wear an orange shirt and remember the children who were 
failed to be protected by the people who should have been protecting them. Till next time on North of 48. Bye.